that's how we create social change is through being the change right not through telling people this is what you need to do you should be all doing this it's just good morning peeps happy tuesday it's a frisky tuesday it's like a look up there and i go look it's blue up there Hi, and welcome back to the Unconventionalist Podcast. I'm your host, Mark LaRouze, and this is the show about what it's really like to turn your message into a movement. Now, full disclaimer before we get into today's powerful conversation, if you're watching this over on our YouTube channel or on our website, theunconventionalist.com, you're going to notice something. First of all, (laughs) my clothes, my facial hair, my haircut, a lot of the stuff that's happening over here is different than what you're going to see in the conversation. That's because... I've since had a haircut, since had a beard trim, <laughs> since had a change of clothes, because we recorded the episode a couple of days ago with uh, today's guest, and we weren't sure when to release episodes, and you're going to hear this in a second why. We decided to bump it up and to move it up to the 4th of September to be in line with the big launch of, of, of his epic project. Uh, and that's why I had to jump back in the studio as quickly as possible to re-record this so we could actually put it into the podcast. But if you listen to this, you're most likely thinking, what are you talking about, Mark? I can't really hear or see a difference. But I just wanted to give you a little heads up in case you're watching this and go, hmm, that's a bit strange. I'm pretty sure that's a back to the future moment. So before I get into today, today's powerful conversation, I want to let you know uh, that uh, this is something that I've been hearing so many times. People are asking me like, oh, you know, how did you get started on your podcast? How do you find guests? How do you, what microphone you should buy? You know, how, what platform should you be hosting on? And what title should you call your show? How do you find, you know, all this stuff kept on coming up all the time. So the last few years, I've taught now probably over 400 people who've come through my workshops, boot camps, masterclasses to launch their podcast. And I don't run a lot of them. Actually, I probably run one a year, if that. And this is going to be the last one I run in 2019. And on the 20th of September, I'm going to be bringing a small group of people together in London to teach them everything I've learned over the last four years of growing the Unconventionalist podcast. We've got 110,000 downloads today, over 125 episodes, like that. And, and more than that, I believe that launching a podcast can, can do wonders to you, your business, and your message, and your passion. So if you want to stop talking about launching a podcast and you actually want to press launch on a podcast... Come and join me on the 20th of September. There's a special discount code for all your amazing unconventionalists. Just use the discount code uh, Podcast Tribe in small lower caps. That's Podcast Tribe to get 10% off any ticket, even the VIP ticket where you get to have a one-to-one session with me. But you can go and get all the information and ticket details below this video or in the show notes of this podcast or wherever you're listening to this or on the website, of course, The Unconventionalists. Now, today's guest is a good friend of mine, an incredible human and an inspiration called Tony Riddle, who goes by under the name of The Natural Lifestylist on Instagram, who's built an epic following over the last few years. And I've seen this because he came on episode number 40. So you might recognize his voice from episode 40. And he was there, at the you know, the origin story when I started The Unconventionalist back in my flat in Peckham on the floor with some rented microphones almost. Uh, and, and he's seen the incredible growth. I've seen his incredible growth. So it was great to sit back down. You're going to hear in today's conversation, you know, really what he's learned, what journey he's been on, how sometimes you've got to check in with your ego and so forth. But more than that, the reason why he came on the show and the reason why we got back in the studio is he is going to be running on the 1st of September 30 miles for 30 days every single day across the length of Britain to raise awareness about sustainability. And he's going to be doing that barefoot. 
You heard that right. He's going to be running barefoot across the UK, 30 miles for 30 days consecutively to raise awareness for a great cause. So if you want to go and support him, go and check him out. He's supporting five charities. It's all on his website. Go and check out The Natural Lifestylists uh, over on Instagram. You've got all the links uh, over there. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only Tony Riddle. Tony, welcome to the show, man. Again. Well, yeah. I thought I'd come back when you'd refine things a bit. Yeah. No. It's a bit different, um, isn't it? It is. What a nice setup. We're in a studio. You yeah. Know. So when you came last, it was episode 40. Uh, I was looking at some notes, man. It's crazy. Um, you had two kids. You had a third on the go. You were 40. You had no kids. I had no kids. <laughs> I had no kids. And um, you were going to turn 41 that year. Mm. You came to Peckham, where the original studio was. We were sitting on the floor. And we had 8,000 downloads on the podcast. We just said 110,000. And your at uh, handle on Twitter was Feed the Human. I know. <laughs> I got fed up with that one. <laughs> I don't even know if you had an Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, but what a journey, dude. I it's know. been really fucking awesome to watch you and just blow up, especially in the last, I want to say, 12 months, 18 months. Well, yours, your journey's been great to observe that too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been nice, man. Mm. Yeah. So how are you doing right now? I mean, I know it's a bit crazy. We're going to be talking about your upcoming project, but how are you doing right now? How am I doing right now? I'm doing all right now. Yeah. I think at the weekend I had a, I, I went, I went to the back of the cave where yeah. the grizzly bear lies and okay. sat with the grizzly bear for a bit and hit like rock bottom. Yeah. It's bloody awful. Okay. And I just, it was in a state of being overtrained okay. and had so much on top. It was like, it felt like everyone needed a piece of me. Yeah. And and being the weekend, it felt like then not only is everyone needs a piece of me, the kids need a piece of me okay. and I need to be really available. Yeah. And so I think it, it was rather like if you get a sponge and you squeeze the water out of a sponge mm-hmm. and then someone comes along and squeezes it and keeps squeezing it. Yeah. It just felt like it was, in, it was in one of those moments. Yeah. So it made me just go deeper into my own protocols and things that, of course, I recommend okay. people would go through. Yeah. And I didn't spend long at the back of the cave. Mm. I came back out and visited the light again. So it wasn't so long. It was just, it, just a deep, it's hard to explain because it's that I'm going into, I'm going into such depths with training now, Yeah. you know, yeah. into the reserves. And it's not like I'm going to be where I'm going, which we're going to discuss. It's yeah. not like I'm going to be on my run. This is now, I'm still doing everything else okay. as well as that, yeah. you know, in, in preparation for yeah. it. And it's almost like I'm so looking forward to just getting on with it, hit, just yeah. tearing through the start line. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even, not the finish yeah. line. I just want to start the thing now. Yeah. And I think there's that. There's that. Yeah. that there's a little apprehension, I guess, in amongst all of that. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's normal. But at the same time, I'm glad it's happened now. Okay. Because it would have been it would have been terrible if I'd gone through that overtrained feeling. Yeah almost depths of depression whilst yeah. being on the run, mm. you know? And do you think this is like an accumulation of just everything that's been going on? You're doing like a media run, you training, the kids, you know, baby on the way, like all that stuff kind of just piling on or was there? Well, I think it's every, it's every, it is and it's accumulation. But as I say, it's, you know, and also understanding now because I've been through all of that stuff years mm. ago, mm. it's a moment and the quicker you can go, oh, it's just a moment. Yeah. It'd be all right in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Just do some breath. You know, sit and meditate for a bit. Yeah. Get in a nice bath. Yeah. And then pop out, out pops another happy Tony. You yeah. Know? And 
and and then it's also appreciation what what the message is at the back of that cave. Okay. What did the grizzly bear tell Tony mm. in that moment? Because he's a wise old bear, right? What did you tell Tony? And the wise old bear said, um, "Don't believe the hype." Mm. You know, it's just it was basically I'd gone from one podcast, another podcast, another podcast, mm. had another podcast released. Mm. Um, and, and it was all about oh, the physicality and, and me explaining mm. about the physicality and the technique of what I'm about to do. And, okay. But I think it, it, it kind of, as it was going, I was growing and I think I put, I was going up to the top of dictator mode of, um, you know, I'm this, I'm the natural life stylist, I'm doing this, <laughs> rather than just the authentic self yeah. within it, living in divinity and just yeah. saying, yeah, you know, I'm about to do this run and, and it's, and it's going to be a challenge. Of course, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. I never denied that. It was just that, you know, we should all be able to do this and we should be all to be able to do this. That's the point. And so I'm, the right, the, I'm trying to prove it. But I think I was almost, I was, go, I was, go, I was basically, I felt just bo- almost like boasting rather okay. than living it. And I think it's just taught me the lesson. Because you over that edge. Of like, yeah, just ever so slightly. Yeah, just, yeah. hold on a minute. Let's give you the victim for a second. Yeah. Right, oh, God, oh, okay. I was being a dick. Yeah. Now I appreciate it. Now, now okay. I'm back in the cycle of divinity. Yeah, and so just I would just want to pinpoint what you're talking about. You're going to be running for thirty days, thirty miles a day. You're going to be running across Britain barefoot, and when you say barefoot, in your words, butt naked. Yeah. <laughs> your feet are going to be butt naked. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, and along the way, you're going to be interviewing sustainable experts and influencers around that topic to try to raise awareness. And you and you're raising funds for five charities. Uh, across your Just Giving platforms. It's on your website, all that stuff. It is. Yeah. yeah it's only <laughs> <laughs> and you can pledge right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, and before we get into that journey, actually, one of the things that, you know, as I said to you, I don't normally prepare that much for guests, but I wanted to go back to our interview and I listened. It's 2016 and mm. it was your first podcast interview. I think you told me it once. Was. Yeah, that's so mad. It's, it's a, the cherry. Yeah, that was the, fir- the, first, the first podcast you did. And I just... And I remember just it's interesting to listen to now because what I did, I listened to that one and I listened to one that came out on, is it Live Better, Move Some Doctor? Feel Better, Live More, that's Doctor the one. Wrong on Chatterjee. That's the one. So that's a, and, and I listened and I compared them, you know, to try and understand. So the energy is like, there's a very similar energy, right? It's like you're still, still the same. But like, it blew me away that the, the stack of information and data and stats and like awareness in the second interview that you've kind of accumulated over the last three years. And I guess it, it's in line with, you know, a project that you're working on also on the side, like you've been accumulating all this experience. But what have you found internally has changed, if anything, about yourself as you've gone through that journey of the last three years? Um, <clears throat> I think it wasn't that the knowledge wasn't there. Yeah. It was the express, how to express it okay. or find my voice within it, Yeah, I feel. Because since... Since then, I mean, I've gone off and talked about all kinds of yeah. journeys and whatever in the first podcast. Mm. And yeah, for, the, for those listening, you can go back if you want to hear, listen to Tony's smoking toads uh, in his army. Ayahuasca ceremonies. Ayahuasca ceremonies, your cousin, your relationship, your previous wife. I mean, all this it's stuff. All the, the background's it's All there. episode 40, yeah. So. But so much more has happened since yeah. then. <laughs> so um, we lived in Ibiza for a bit and we were living in Ibiza and part of that was I was commuting back and forth. Yeah. 
Um, and I got sick on one of the flights going back home to okay. Ibiza to see Catherine and the girls. It was yeah. a very important weekend. It was like my birthday. It was yeah. our wedding anniversary and it was Tallulah's birthday. Tallulah's okay. my youngest daughter. Yeah, yeah. And really big weekend. And suddenly this woman kept on leaning over me on the flight. I kept leaning over and kept leaning over. And I just thought, oh, this is just really annoying me right now. <laughs> you know? Let's go to just breathe it'll yeah. be fine you know yeah. really I should have just said Look, do you, excuse do you me do you mind just yeah. but I was, I, it was late at night they were drunk and it was just you know I just yeah. anyway and someone that doesn't drink I was sitting there yeah. just thinking oh this is just typical behaviour <laughs> and um, I was a bit low I think so anyway I think just the time of night leading up to that flight sitting in that seat on the flight and it all happens for a reason mm. I know now mm. that that was exactly what needed to happen anyway I fell asleep in the end, with this mm. fumes all around me, mm. and um, I woke up and my th- my throat had completely closed up, and I had trouble swallowing. It was like, oh my god, I think I got tonsillitis. Mm. I had this temperature come on. And by the time I made it out of the airport, I just on the phone to Catherine. If you have ginger at home, I'm coming mm. home. I feel rough. Mm. Um, arrived back at uh, the Finca we're living in, and. The kid, everyone, want, everyone, everyone, they haven't seen me for four days. Everyone was on me, you know. Mm. It was like, yeah, this is great, mm. but I'm dying here. Anyway, yeah. like, I'm going to go to bed. I'll wake up and be fine the next morning. And I wasn't. It was worse. Okay. But I just said, look, we're going to go and celebrate no matter what. We're going to have some raw cake in Wild Beats in Santa Gertrudis and a, an amazing immune booster shot. Tastes terrible. It's got like oregano oil in it, all kinds of stuff. And just, ah. So I made everyone have one. <laughs> So they could all experience the truth. Um, <laughs> and my friend Jamie was there, Jamie Lorenz. And Jamie's like, Tony, you right? I was like, no, man, I feel really rough. Yeah. But, you know, I'm getting through. Yeah. You must go and see, you, you've got to go and see Abby. And she's known as Abby Poem on Instagram, right? Oh, yes, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's basically a Kundalini crystal healer, mm. right? Yoga teacher, but an yeah. amazing healer. And she just and he said you must go and see her. She here and I was like, yeah, I would, man, but you know what? I just don't have the energy to even get yeah. over there right now. Mm-hmm. So no, 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 no. You must go. Just think what you'd say to me if it was me. And okay. I was like, yeah, okay, okay man. Go, actually, let me just go and have some cake and yeah. drink the rest of the oregano and throw up, right? <laughs> so we do that, and then he comes over and he said, no, no, no. I've put it's it's done. It's a gift on me. It's your birthday. Go. So I'm I'm managed to crawl over to Abby's I mean really yeah. in a rough state every step down to where she'd set up this amazing mandala with crystals mm-hmm. step by step step everything aching and I sit down and she says tell me about your voice immediately and I was like oh, okay I started to explain and we went into me not talking as a child mm. being a late talker my parents taking me to see a speech specialist and speech specialist like it's because his sister's talking for him <laughs> and I was like oh, great yeah um and then also when you go to the backstory, I was born with um, a deformity in my feet and I had to have plaster cast boots and then wear a pair of boots, a metal bar on, they prized them open. So I imagine there was some, trauma. my intellectual story was telling me, oh, there must have been trauma, I would have been screaming, no one was listening, therefore I stopped talking, then I, I was late to talk and then blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, that was the story. Mm. Anyway, so Abby says, okay, lie down, puts these crystals on me and then meditates next to me at, through her Kundalini axis and my Kundalini and then all of a sudden I hear all these voices come in, mm. right, from God knows where, you know, other beings, who knows. Mm. And it was kind of like um, all the animals have their voices. This is your time now. We've given you everything you need to know. Mm. We need to start hearing you. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? 
These crystals are amazing, man. <laughs> but I, no, I didn't. I wasn't round by then. Anyway, yeah. and then she'd taken... She must have taken... Anyway, when I heard the animals, suddenly all these animals started all, all around us. I hadn't heard them before. Peacocks, all kinds of dogs mm. yapping. And, and then she pulled this crystal off my throat. And in that process, it was like... Yeah. Cold air. Yeah. And it's no word of it. I just got up. I just got up afterwards. I was like, wow, I feel amazing. Like, there was nothing wrong. So it was like, just... It was... It was you, you, if it was on film you, you still wouldn't believe it yeah so that was kind of the first thing okay. I think about voice yeah then recently I went to a, another ceremony <laughs> right so just, just pause every time I see Tony because <laughs> we work together you train with like you train yeah, me for yeah. a while we, you know I got to experience your amazing coaching and every time I'd see you there'd be <laughs> have these stories and I'm laughing because it's like it's brilliant you're always you're a mate who always brings me this other normality of what life can be if you just give yourself permission to explore and so you, so you, you had another and ceremony I, yeah and I think exploration is really important and it has been for me because it's been profound really and yeah. enabled me to like as you say within that four year window it's yeah. like it's it's transformed me really yeah. um, I felt that, that all the other previous ceremonies I think with ayahuasca and the toad ceremony all that, have all been about ascending Mm-hmm. you know and you go these amazing visuals and beings come to visit you from yeah. others, other, you know just they give you profound information okay. which is great mm-hmm. whereas this medicine was an African plant and it, and it basically goes internal okay. so it's about grounding and it goes so deep into that subconscious almost like it flips your subconscious up and then you get to see um, all those really early traumas in the fir- very first years, like the implicit stuff that mm-hmm. nobody can access really, other than they can they perceive they can through an intellectual story, like what I was saying earlier. Oh, it must have been because my boots, and it must have been because of this. Yeah, yeah. But I got to see it completely differently. So it enabled me again to drop, um, really go in and actually drop the story, mm. and which again is, and I think just allowed me to. Refine my message because it's made it much easier for me to speak and much easier for me to just, yeah, just access my voice. I Give think. yourself permission as well. Yeah, rather th- you know, rather than my sister in the in my in that me- ceremony, mm. rather than being taken to a speech specialist, the speech specialist said, "Well, it's because his sister's speaking for him. He's just being really efficient." Mm. It wasn't that. I got to see first of all, it started off as an eyeball, so it was like me looking at you, and I can only see your eyeball. Then suddenly, I could see, ah, it's my sister's head ah, there's a body, mm. and ah, there's me. And then and then, mm. and then, then I could suddenly, the more I went into the eyeball and into the scene, the scene unraveled into, and it's really weird, Mark, because one minute it's you, and the next minute it's like third party staring, which I guess is the consciousness or whatever, the subconscious. This is in the ceremony still? This is in the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw my sister then poke me on the shoulder. <laughs> I'm going to talk for you. You're not to speak. That's what happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So then it was like, okay, I just, and then once you have that, and then you give forgiveness, right, I forgive my sister for that. I mean, it's like she's a little kid, she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then it cleared even further. So and then it was a forgiving yourself. And then you forgive yourself. And then yeah. within the ceremony, you forgive yourself. You always have gratitude. Like you experience stuff that's very different. Like we think we know forgiveness and we think we know gratitude. Mm. In that, oh, it's huge, man. It's like you feel it, like every... Every every cell in your body understands what the gratitude is mm. and and what forgiveness is. Like I got to I forgive myself. I've got to forgive my mum, my dad, my sister, my grandparents. Yeah. God knows who else is in there. It's all forgiveness. Yeah. But I also got to see things that I think were hol- holding me me back, mm. like in, in, from really early childhood, being at the top of my parents' steps in their house. Mm. 
and my grandparents over. My grandparents owned my parents' house, but they never officially gave them okay. it with a signed document, it's yours, yeah. the deeds. Yeah. So then my mum, as it wasn't her mum, was always in this fear of our house being taken away. Yeah. And at one point my grandparents came over and they had this discussion about my parents moving. Mm. And my mum flipped out, but I was only a little kid. Mm. So I, I couldn't process that other than our, our house is being taken away. Yeah. And my mum's in a nightmare, you know, yeah. having this nightmare. And it never got resolved. I then went to my room because I heard them come out of the room. So rather than me sitting there and them seeing me crying and maybe trying to resolve it, mm. I then carried that. Mm. And that came up in that ceremony. Mm. And it enabled me to see it differently and let it go again. And that's part of me has been, things are really great right now, Mark. Mm. Any minute now, mm. someone's going to swipe Sweet. the rug from underneath my feet. But I think that's, I, I want to say that's a feeling that a lot of people will feel. I think there's that it also often goes in the same territory. It's cousins with the, um, not the, yeah, the fraud factor. You know, the kind of idea that I'm going to be found out. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before someone's going to point out and say, "You're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. Who are you to do this? We've got you." You know, the, the kind of the fraud police. But there's and again, there's. I remember because back then, again, when we first interviewed, you had a man bun. No, you didn't actually had long hair, long hair and a big beard. Yeah. You hadn't gone to the because I, I had a little I had a little ponytail. Yeah, on the top maybe. that was yeah, it. Yeah. But there was and there was there was a moment that I remember because it started off. I want to say was it the beard that was trimmed first, and then you had a dream. Do you remember that? I was, was in Ibiza. Was it? Yeah, and I had a dream. Um, no, we were here. Sorry, we were here. Mm. We we're, were actually staying. Funny, I was staying at my parents' house. Yeah, we're in my parents' house, and I had this dream, and I woke up at four a.m. from the dream. And the dream's very clear. It was kind of like I was, we were in Ibiza and we are on a beach mm. and the kids were just playing around on the beach. It was beautiful. One of those movie settings, you know, mm. the kids are just, and you just hear in the background laughter and just, just beautiful. The, the, the elements and the feeling of the sun and the sand and the sea and, yeah. and looking back and seeing this beautiful place that we had that was basically like a retreat space mm-hmm. and just everything, everything was perfect. And then suddenly I was presented with a pair of clippers and a mirror. <laughs> in the stream. In the stream. Yeah. And, and, and then suddenly it was like, oh my God, I need to, I need, oh, I've got to shave my hair off. Because yeah. right? you'd been hesitating about it. I remember like, you were like, you, know, you thought about it, but then you weren't. Like it was but the dream was this, that the reality of the beast, yeah, it was amazing. Like, it, it was amazing for the kids watching them grow up there. They could just be naked, yeah. like, butt naked. Just Roam free. Roam free and become yeah. wild. And <clears throat> it's a little bit heartbreaking when you see them here because yeah. they ask for permission. Yeah. You know, is it okay if we do this on the heath? And we're like, what the... You know, yeah. whereas there it's just, can we go into the beach? They get in the car naked, drive to yeah. the beach naked. Yeah. Whereas, um, so what that side of it was amazing. The flying back and forth wasn't, and also the financial stress. I of remember that. you used so to commute all yeah. the time. I remember because we used to train together, and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm off on Thursday or Friday," and then you come back and on the month. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, was mad, but it was ama- but amazing at the same time. But I'd condense everything in three days in London, that was so it, it yeah. ramp things up. So it's like trying to be. Imagine trying to do what you're doing in three days. <laughs> And then expect to do some of it when you get back, but you're so blasted, oh, you just it. want to treat the island as recovery. So you know, the island become recovery. It was to st- first six months amazing. Nine months yeah. in, already creeping in that this isn't. This is no longer growth promoting, thrive state. Yeah. This is survival with protocols that are enabling you to think you're thriving. But the reality is, it's not entirely honest, right? And that's where the dream came in. The dream was almost like. The man bun mm. is a representation of something that isn't, it's dishonest. Do you know Go what ahead. I mean? It wasn't honest. And the reality was, I was actually, my hair was thinning and I was losing mm. my hair. So mm. I was like, what was it? It was like the, what was it like the hipster version of a comb over? Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> Donald yeah. Trump. You just put it up on Tom, first, don't you? When you let it go, there's a yeah. patch behind you where you yeah. actually just you remove the man bun. There's a, yeah. So it was going. My hair was losing my hair, and I yeah. put that down to that stress of that moment. Okay. The first of all, the commute, but also the financial responsibility of supporting a lifestyle in London and a supporting a lifestyle in Ibiza, mm. and things were still. I was still trying to get. I was still spinning plates mm. or still boiling saucepans, you know, it, had, it, it was it was getting to that point where actually things weren't quite taking off. Yeah. And how can I expect to execute things properly yeah. with that going that limited, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that limited bandwidth, right? Because the time yeah. I'm in London and the time I'm there. And also I was, I was writing a book, right? Yeah. And, and so that was going on, that process yeah. was going on. And, and, and then it had gone out to say 10, I think, what, 10 publishers at that time. Mm. And it was oh you don't have a lot you don't have a large enough platform. Yeah, I, was, I, I wanted to talk about that. I wasn't sure because uh, the problem when you inter- when I interview my mates when I interview yeah. people is like this. <laughs> I never know what is public knowledge and what is private knowledge, right? And I wanted to actually touch base on by that because I remember when you when we had we were, we were meeting up and you were like, I had a chat with this publisher and they basically were like because back then I don't even know how many followers you had on Instagram. It was I do two thousand six hundred fifty. Well, there you go. You had yeah. two thousand six hundred fifty followers and they were like you don't have enough bigger big enough platforms so we can't even look at this book and we thought how ridiculous is well, this it wasn't that it was like we we met yeah. and i was with my little agent at the time and they actually sat and said oh my god we've got goosebumps this is amazing this yeah. book this is exactly what we want you're looking at a spring it's 2019 books that would have been this yeah. year right yeah um lots i mean amazing stuff i even in the lift on the way down with my literary agent she, she was, was like i've never seen she that. said i've never had, like, never had a meeting like that with yeah. him. that's amazing but you never know and so I then flew back to Ibiza, I think, on the Thursday. Yeah. And this goes back to that dictator victim model again. Yeah. I went I went back like, yeah, we got a book deal. I, think. I remember, yeah, yeah. We didn't have a book deal. I should, first yeah. of all, it should have just been, okay, just stay in the pocket yeah. of... I, There's an exciting potential opportunity. It, exactly, rather potential, than yeah. celebrating something that isn't quite yeah. there yet. And I think the universe doesn't really yeah. provide for that. Anyway, in that moment of me self-congratulating, masturbating, whatever you want to call it... <laughs> <laughs> the ego. Um, I'm a I'm, wanking. I'm, I'm, I'm getting published. Yeah. Um, something happened anyway, and so by Monday morning, when I was then returning back to London, I got the call to say, "Have you thought about um, this other publisher?" And I was like, "Why would I think about the other yeah. publisher? What about I this one?" We had a good yeah. They did. They, it didn't work out for them. Finance. It went off to the. F- it gets pre- presented to the team, and then the team decide whether yeah. financially, I guess, they can make a book work. Whether okay. the numbers work. Let's yeah, call it the good. numbers. Can yeah, the numbers yeah. work? Yeah. And that was based on my platform. And I didn't have a large enough platform. So it wasn't the content. It it was the platform. And I get it. You get it. We all get it. It's it's a business, man. And you know what? If they can't make the figures work, it doesn't matter how good the content is. It's like investment banking. The way that you look at publishers is they've got a number of authors they invest in. They know that one or two will pop out of like the 20 or 100 that they invest in. And they're just going to make sure, does the marketing add up? Yeah. And they back those, you know, the lead. Yeah. And the rest of the horses are there to make up yeah. the race. Right? Uh, but you were frustrated. Like there was a part of you that was like, man, I was yeah. devastated. Yeah. It was like, I, I, it was like, it was like, it was like watching a hot air balloon going out up, and then suddenly it bursting into flames, coming back down again. It was like one of those moments. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Did you go and see the grizzly bear? Were you back in the cave in that no, moment? I think there were. I think it was. I think the three bears were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but but okay. I think that was the start of the removal of the Goldilocks. Yeah. <laughs> But then you went on, you know, what I found incredible, actually seeing, you know, from the, from the outside at least, 
then something happened. You just, you just, as you said, you found your voice. You started to be more kind of vocal about your beliefs. You started to be, and and anyone who follows you on Instagram, and if they don't, because you used to be at Tony Riddle back then, mm. but you changed then to the natural lifestyleist. Yeah, yeah. Really quick, how was that to change from Tony Riddle to natural lifestyleist? How did that come about? I think it can. Well, initially, I, I did. I built a website, and the website we wanted to call it Natural Lifestyle Coaching. Yeah. And what does that mean? It's just simply rewilding, right? Yeah. And um, but it's t- still TonyRiddle.com, but underneath the um, underneath there is like the natural lifestyle coach. Okay. And originally, the people that were designing it, I said, "Well, I really like the natural lifestyleist," and they were like, "It's not really you. It's about stuff. You know, it's about being a lifestyleist, and you know, it doesn't quite add up." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, but I really like it anyway." Yeah. And then we dropped it. <clears throat> then I had a piece. Um, Fern Britain, uh, not Fern, yeah, Fern Britain, yeah, Fern Britain from the Sunday Times. Um, Sunny sends me this email saying, I'm interested in interviewing you for um, six best coaches or something like that. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I'll meet with you. And we, I went to their offices and we were there, I was there for probably half an hour describing what it is I do. And she said, oh my God, this is much bigger. I just thought it was going to be about you coaching movement or something, yeah. but it's actually. Movement is just one component, yeah. one modality mm-hmm. of a physical self, mm. and there's a social self and a spiritual self. Mm. And so once you start to see, ah, oh, there's sleep, there's digestion, there's play, there's you know sunlight, there's rest, all this stuff's in within it. So she said, I, I, I'm going to give you a full piece. So we do like a two pager, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and then suddenly, it meant that you know rewilding for me just means like you know looking to the natural beings and natural place of the world to find ways of living that are yeah. more in sync with human biology yeah. but people don't get rewilding you know and and so it needed something so i think that, that was kind of uh, that was the birth of that kind of alter ego mm. i guess of mm. that you know the, the natural lifestyleist yeah. it's not nothing changes just a guise really for yeah. saying i'm a rewilding coach but people just rewilding is getting a bit more press now right yeah so and then and you, were you scared when you changed it when you went on your social like Instagram and you changed the name? Did you remember that? Like, was there a bit like a fear of letting go of the name Tony Riddle and adopting this? Well, I think it just it was obvious it was just gonna it just meant that it could become something bigger like yeah. a business or yeah. it's it is something bigger. Yeah, you know, and it has. I mean, it's great. And, it, like, and, t- and I'm still Tony Riddle, right? Yeah. It's just you know, yeah, yeah. it just means that I'm AKA the natural lifestyle. Yeah. Right? But there's something else I want to I want to share, especially people listening, because a lot of the things I hear people say is, even people I know in our kind of industry who've got quite a big profile, they're still really fearful of Instagram stories and recording themselves and speaking to the camera. And I often use you as an example. I say, go and follow my mate Tony Riddle, because like when, you, when you're on the camera, it's like, oh, what's up, guys? It's Six a.m. Yeah, it's good, good Tuesday. And you're like, but like you're you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're not like because I I have this I have this default that sometimes I'm like hi guys welcome to my life and I become this persona this character and I really have to catch myself and was that always natural for you or, or was there a part of you that felt a little bit awkward at first and how do you get over that? I think going back to in our fir- in the first podcast and yeah. I talk about the fraud right when yeah. I'm standing in this standing in my boxing club in the yeah. boxing ring yeah. I've got these personal trainers in the room and I'm presenting a philosophy to them. Um, that's basically the natural lifestyleist yeah. again, but and and but wasn't living it. Mm. And the train blasts through the door. It's like a epiphany. It's like one of those moments. Like wow, okay, I'm a fraud. Mm. Boom. I go back. I go bankrupt. I break mm. down. I have to rebuild myself. Then I understand, of course, over that period of time, it's happened to me. Mm. You know, for a reason. 
you know so then you realize ah it's happening for me and 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 that enabled me i dropped the fraud in that moment because i realized i had to just live it it was just a fact of the natural lifestyle is i'm living my natural lifestyle Mm. that's all i'm doing Mm. so for me to just pick up stories all i'm doing is recording what i'm doing that's the that's the weird thing about it as well it's like yeah that's i'm just being me yeah and every post is just me the mood the the message is consistent Mm. because it's just me i'm not being someone else i'm well, I'm the natural lifestyleist, but it's Tony Riddle, the natural lifestyleist. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, and this is this is my life. And I think stories are an amazing opportunity. Like, I I, see, I almost view Instagram as like my blog, right? yeah. and I put you can put a nice image up, and yeah. you can write some content. Yeah. I like that, and yeah. it's a photo album with content. Yeah. Right? But stories is like the behind the scenes, isn't it? It's like this is what really happens. Yeah, go and have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like filming today. Well, let's get the BTS stuff going. <laughs> Let's get the BTS, the behind the scenes. But yeah, just this is behind the scenes. This is what we do. And and so I think, I I think you actually inspired me a little bit here because you said something like, ah, it's about the number of followers. What would I say to Mm. that? Ah, that was it. it The one. That was getting those people in the room. So try and fill the room with, so for me now, try and, if I was to fill a room with 21,300 followers, there you go. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'll get toppled into victim mode now. Hold on, I'm going back into divinity. Um, yeah, but if, take that, publisher. Yeah, <laughs> if 21,300 followers, uh, if I put them in one room, what would I say to them? Yeah, and and what would I say to them? Just be yourself, right? Yeah. Just be more human mm. and be the best example of a human being, right? Mm. That's how we create social change is mm. through being the change, right? Not mm. through telling people this is what you need to do, you should be all doing this. Yeah. It's just good morning peeps. Happy Tuesday. It's a frisky Tuesday. Yeah. It's like a look s- up there and I go, look, it's blue up there. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally but that's literally how Tony's what you see right now is what Tony's stories are. Because <laughs> I'll see it, I'll be like, oh what's up Tony? <laughs> so but, hit, but the amount the amount of messages I get, it's like yeah. I can't believe the morning messages are just so I love brilliant. it. But I lo- uh, mate, I love seeing that it really took off and that your community really, you know, took it up. And I love it when I see on your stories people saying Hey, I'm, I've been inspired by, you know, at the natural lifestyleist from doing squat snacks and, or, you know, rewilding my feet and all this stuff that I've been hearing you doing and that you were doing with me when we were training and, and seeing that now taking up this whole kind of movement. But now, you, you know, you went from 2000, obviously, at one point to now 21,000. And honestly, is there a part of you that is a little bit more hesitant about what you post? Do you feel like there's a bit more pressure that you have to post? That if you don't post, do you feel bad about it? Like, do you feel like it's changed your relationship to it in some way, the bigger you've got? I'll tell you what, Mark. I, I, mean, I was panicking coming over here because I normally post at 4 p.m. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I kind of, I, 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 pr- I prep. Well, did you go through it? You I know, prep you- it. I just say, like, I'm only going to post once a day anyway. Yeah. I do like one post image a day. Yeah. And then it depends on what's there. Like sometimes I just I might be, I might come out of a morning meditation and go ah this is this is really interesting. Like I wrote yeah. one about um, the steps of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Right, step one. You know, I can read it. It's on my phone. It's actually yeah. quite funny. Um, you know, and about <laughs> and hitting compassion and moving on through compassion. Yeah, it was about different terms for shit. You okay. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so I I. 
sometimes I just wake up and go, oh, okay, I'm going to post that. So it might change. Whereas the day before I have, I deliberately have, I have an image and I know what I'm going to write for the next yeah. day and it's already in place. So I only have to hit go. There's mm. no pressure there. Mm. It might take half an hour of thought mm. to do that mm-hmm. and then to compile something might be an hour, yeah. right? But it's a, it's a huge platform that, you know? And, you know, if you do write a book, mm. how many copies are you going to sell? You don't know. Yeah. If you sold 21,000, that would be a best, instant bestseller. Exactly. But this is like yeah. the modern day book in a yeah. way. It's like, this is what we're doing. Right? You still get a message yeah. out there. It may not have the kudos of a book, but sure. it's still, it's well, amazing content, right? That you can put out into yeah. the world. That Again, is that's that's the way yeah. I look at it. I think it's a fabulous tool for that. So it doesn't stress yeah. me. I don't okay. find I get stressed with Instagram. Okay. Um, and because I remember there's one point we were saying so like I think one of the things when I started seeing your Instagram kind of grow and I know people listening to this are just interested about how do how do you get to be yourself how do you broadcast yourself stay true to who you are get to serve more people and have fun right like that's kind of what people are looking for and at one point I remember you doing that you were doing a few collaborations or people start mentioning you like I remember it was um ah oh, the sisters the hem Jasmine that was it Jasmine, Jasmine yes Hemsley. I remember her posting something on her Instagram about you and squatting, or well, I forgot what it was. It was like something about some exercises. Chair care. It's kind that of a was chair it. Care program, that was it? it. Did you see? Did you see like sp- I don't want to say spikes because you know, but did you see your community growing the more you were kind of doing these collaborations with different people who had already a following? Did you feel that 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 helped in a bit? Absolutely. I think it's um, yeah. If you were trying, if you look, if you're trying to grow a following, mm. like a podcast, right? A podcast is this. That why did you do a podcast? Because I love interviewing people like you who do crazy stuff and yeah, inspire get, me. Yeah, and you get to sit, uh, to, you actually get to sit and have a conversation. No mobile yeah. phone on the table right now. Yeah. You're just looking at each other in the eye and we're having a proper conversation. Yeah, who, by the way, recently a guest told me I was really intense. And I was really? like, what do you mean? It's like, you hold gaze. And I was like, what else am I going to do? You're in front of me. That's a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I'm yeah. not going to look at you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down at the mic. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I, yeah, like a podcast like someone said to me you said to me because I wanted to do a podcast yeah, right and it was a great way to meet people <clears throat> yeah. you know and and a great way to grow a following is the same thing it's the same thing with Instagram if you want to go and meet amazing people just mm. go go just say right okay who who do I who who resonates with me who do I want to be associated with who do yeah. I want in my tribe who do I yeah, who do I want to communicate with mm-hmm. And, and just say to them, I'm going to come and visit you and just go. Mm. You're not a happy pair. I'll go and hang out with a happy pair. Yeah. And, and you know what? How did you come I think they've probably done more for my Instagram account than anyone. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like, how did you meet them in the first place? It's insane. Like, you go and see them because I think they have a proper true following, you know. Yeah. They're like really inspirational. And people, they, they, again, their thing was about social change. That's what they've always been about. Yeah. How, how do they, how do they, yeah, how do they do good and bring around social change? I yeah. think that was what the happy pair originally were even about, right? Okay. It wasn't even going to be called the happy pair. It was like Flinner's um, fruit and veg for social change. Twins, right? For people who don't know them, yeah. they're twins and it's, and it's written... Stephen, that, Flynn, the happy That's pair. it. And it's written pair like a fruit. Yeah, the happy pair, yeah. That happy pair. They're two twins and they go off studying university in completely different geographic locations. Yeah. And then on the same day, pretty much go... I'm turning vegetarian. And then one says, no way, so am I. Yeah. And that's it. And then the suddenly... I met, I, met, I met one when I was with you. Yeah. And he's like, the first thing he told me was like, how's your gut bacteria? Yeah. That's a terrible Irish accent. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but he was like, how's your gut bacteria? I thought we were on catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing he said is, I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I need to uh, have a test about that. But yeah. So And then, because how did you meet them? How did you come across them? 
Um, well, after your, um, I, I I reached out to you about podcasting. Yeah. And we did a little session, didn't we? Which I, oh my god, which I recommend whole... people do is just you know if you want to start a podcast, go yeah. and see Mark because yeah, it's yeah. amazing work. And it was everything I needed, and they were like going to be my. I, I'd wanted. I was going to go over and interview them. That was there. So I go them. all the way over to Greystones. <laughs> <laughs> this is an island for people. And it was probably a bit that was missed out. The tutorial was to make sure that you pressed the record button twice on the Zoom, and I hadn't. So I sat and recorded. Uh, you know, we did this amazing yeah. podcast, and I was saying, "Look, you guys really inspired me." You know, because pre- previously I'd look at plant-based guys, and then I, you know, yeah. these were actually two muscular dudes. Yeah. And they were cool. They were living it. And it wasn't just that. that It was the high, it was the energy levels. I mean, just the energy around those two. It was like, okay, you know, these are great guys. Let's go and spend some time with them. And I want to record them. And I wanted to record about not just the physical needs, but the social environment because they're amazing community that they've grown in. So I arrive and we get the mics out and we record for an hour and a half or whatever it was. And then I I go, yeah, yeah, mics out, mics back. And then we (laughs) hang out. And then then all this amazing stuff happened. I, I stay at their parents and... It's like an open house, everybody's yeah, there. Yeah, it's and a we're great, going to have yeah. a swim in the morning, go yeah. to brekkie and do this. And it was giving you a goodie bag to go home with Tony. And then we just hit it off, and, and which was great, really amazing. But I arrive home and, I, and there's nothing, nothing. I haven't recorded a thing. I remember this. And then they were like, don't worry about it, man. Just come back over. I was like, it's great. It's an excuse to go back over there. I mean, even if I had recorded it, I should have said, no, I didn't yeah. record. Yeah. Um, so I go back over and... Um, Anyway, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just decided in the end that I just, I think yeah. for now I just need to be a guest on a podcast really and I'll learn through that experience and when I'm ready, I'll start a podcast. I thought it was, no, I thought it was brilliant when you, I remember you told me, you said, I realised that actually I much prefer being interviewed than being on the other side of the microphone yeah. and, and I thought that's brilliant. I think 100%, like I still get that, you know. And then, so then it's sort of going and, and has your interview been out on Ritual Podcast yet or...? Rich is. Now, Rich Roll podcast comes yeah. out on the 25th. So of that's... Of August? Of August. That's okay. um, Sunday. All right. For people who don't know, like, Rich Roll's kind of got a cult following. He's got a big kind of following in America. He's, like, got a really big podcast. And I remember when you told me... Because, it was again, all the things that connect the dots, right? You went to a talk. You met him through the Happy Pay, all this stuff. You guys connected. And then you invite, hey, Tony, you should come over to, you know, to LA and do the podcast. And you're like, okay, I'm coming over. Yeah, it's interesting how things work out. Yeah, cause exactly that. I mean, I've been, I, I've ri- again, Rich really inspired me, inspired me to give up alcohol, one yeah. of the messages within his yeah. podcasting anyway, along with what's happened in ceremonies. It was just, oh, okay, yeah. I need to do that. Um, and then again, one of the plant-based kind of influence, I, influence I, I would say. Mm. Um, and then just the fact that this guy's, you know, this, what, what was he, voted one of the top 10 fittest people mm. on the planet. And he's just his backstory, right? Really yeah, so it's incredible. Anybody hasn't go just go and check out his podcast. You'll you'll hear it. And but I, and I just find everyone I'd listen to, I'd be like, wow, it's another good. Just hit it out of the park again. It was like every podcast. He's a great interviewer. Really like for is. someone like me, who, who I really appreciate the art of interviewing, I've got to say, like I listened to his interview doing um, Isaac Han- Alex Hanold, is it the 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 guy who rock who climbed um, El Capitan. Yes. Free solo. Yeah, yeah. Anyone listening to this, if you watch that that documentary, go and listen to both the interviews he did with Alex and with a couple of the directors. Incredible interviews. Anyway, sorry. That's all right, man. Yeah. So you were saying about like how you you, you enjoyed it and you got inspired by him. Yeah, and I just, and and so the happy pair then said, oh, Rich is coming over for a talk. And I said, I'll be there. So I'll go over for the talk. And then 
They then said, oh, we're going, and, and that was it. I was, then I was leaving that night. Mm. So I'd arrived the day before, and then we chilled out. We were going to go for a run with Rich, but he yeah. was jet-lagged. Yeah. And he had a talk at Google, I think, before coming to do a talk with those guys. Mm-hmm. So then afterwards, they were all like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to dinner. Do you want to come? And I'd promised the kids I was going to be back to go mm. camping the next day. So yeah. that wasn't going to happen. So I was like, no, nah, man, I mean, how often do you get invited out to dinner with Rich Roll? I'm not going to go. You know, I've got priorities. I have to go yeah. back. So we messaged. That was that. Yeah. Put to one side. And then I recorded with another guy, um, Social Fabric um, podcast, socialfabric.ie, um, Andrea, amazing, again, amazing guy. It's like Desert Island Discs, and he mixes music in as it goes along. Okay. quite cool, and he goes out on Irish radio. That's really cool. And um, we, we sat down and recorded, and the guy who is a meditation coach in Greystones, who works, has worked with a happy pair, worked okay. with Rich Roll, okay. he listens to that podcast, <laughs> and he says, he messaged me to say, Tony, amazing podcast, but I think you can go deeper. Yeah. I think. It's time to go global, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've forwarded it to Rich, right? So it's gone off to Rich Roll. Yeah. And then literally I opened my inbox and there's a, there was a message from Rich saying, if you're swinging by LA at any point, um, do, you want, do you want to drop in for a podcast? Oh, and mate. I was like, well. I remember what you told so me. So I messaged back to say, well, I wasn't, but I am I'm now. now. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I booked the flights quite quickly after that. But leading up to that, this is what we missed out. Yeah. Because up until, uh, by the new year, um, I... I, I t- we had three, we have three children, right? So yeah. the new year, and Katarina said, we're never going to have another child, that's it, we're yeah. done. Um, we, were, we needed to move house, yeah. and I wanted to stay in Hampstead, I want to be somewhere near the Heath. Yeah. I want to get my book in with a publisher, and I wanted to get on the Rich Roll podcast. Anyway, we do these every new year, or every celebration, I, I do um, a fire ceremony. Yeah, right? of course you do. I'm going to go all hippie on you all yeah. night. Right? So we do a fire ceremony, yeah. And I say to the kids, right, we're going to write down four things that you want to bring in for this year. Mm. We put them on a piece of paper, we put them in the fire, fire, but then we danced around the fire, right? And you're chanting what it is you're bringing in, right, Mm. in your head. So not everyone knows, (laughs) right? I think it won't come in if you tell it, people, you know? Um, And on my four pieces of paper, I wrote, I want to have a son. Mm. I want to find a place near the Heath, Mm. and I want to get on the Ritual Podcast, and I'm going to book him with a publisher. Um, we moved into a new place in February. Yeah. On the day we moved in, Katerina conceived. Yeah. And we're having a boy. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. It feels like every time you come on this podcast, Katerina's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if Katerina's listening, she'll be, she, be putting everything in your way to do another podcast. You know that. And um, <laughs> that would be the best contraception. You, what you're going on marks no you're not no you're not um <laughs> don't even mention his yeah. name don't come near me yeah and and i wanted to get my and i'm meeting with a publisher i'm meeting with a publisher i've got one publisher approach me and i'm meeting with another publisher okay. on wednesday so it all came in it all came in yeah we're in a short window of time though. yeah and so i haven't announced this yet on the podcast but i'm gonna announce it now so um i'm expecting also and you know this because obviously i've told you before but i'm expecting uh, a boy as yeah. well like you know <laughs> And so we're both expecting our first boys. Yeah. Um, when, when, when is around the due date for you? Uh, I think anywhere between the 18th of October and the 1st of November. Pretty much when I okay. get back from my run. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so get back, get back in time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so our baby's due in December, like 3rd of December, right? So we're going to be are. about a month apart. How are you feeling? Because I know that you, you've, you've raised three incredible daughters. Yeah. And now you're, you're going to have a son. So how do you feel about having a son? Um, how do I feel about it? I mean, amazing, of course. I just again, it's just you know what. If we were having another daughter, it'd have been just as amazing. Yeah. 
I think just for the change to have a son, you know. It was either that or get a, a dog, you know. Yeah, because I remember... Cause sometimes you, it gets a bit on top in the house, you know, you and I'm like, oh, I'm really outnumbered here. Yeah. But, you know, because you said this in the, in the previous podcast... You had just found out that you were expecting a girl. And because yeah. you, you said, oh, I'd love to have a boy. And then you expect a girl. You're like, what a gift. Yeah. I get to be, you know, the really, because it was we, in our first episode, we talked a lot about, um, you know, conscious masculinity and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, it's been a real gift to kind of raise, you know, be the best man I can be and raise these incredible women. And now, now you're having a son. I know. Yeah. So now the girls have done all the work on me. Yeah. And now I'm basically an appropriate yeah. example yeah. of a male to raise a son. Yeah. I, I mean, you could look at it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it's kind of like, was I ready for a son? No, clearly not. Yeah. Otherwise, it, they would have come in all, into the world already. So four kids. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about Um, I feel great. Yeah. Man. I mean, I'd have more. If I could have more, I'd have more. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I just, I, mean, I, I, love, I love having kids, man. No, I, just, I love having because kids. Because they're right? amazing. They're just, yeah. they're just amazing. They teach you so much. And it's, and I, yeah. and, and part of that, you know, how my message is growing, it's because it's growing because of my kids. It's yeah. been like just watching these, as I, I've been quoted saying, they're innately wild, yeah. connected, empowered beings, mm. right? And the key is for us to create these amazing environments that enables them to stay connected, wild, and empowered. Yeah unlike us who have to go and get rewilding reconnected and go and wear empowered t-shirts right they already they already have that so yeah. i think yeah if 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 i can if i can create an environment that can enable them mm. to keep their superpowers then great mm. and i think when is it enough kids when you can no longer provide that environment mm. and i guess for now four will be enough for us okay. unless you know we can move away somewhere and live in yurts and set yeah. up a proper community, a cult or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Mate, you're, you're just on the beginning. Just start the cult. You said to somebody, if you don't have a community, start one. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's I think it's a bit. But that, but you know, I've met with you know my friend of ours, Bruce Parry, right? Yeah. Tribes, and we met and we discussed something in Ibiza, and it's along the lines of you know about community, and you have to be so careful with this. Yeah. I want to set up a community sure. because that means it's your. Oh, I I want yeah. to set up a community. Yeah. And there is no I in a community. That's the point. Yeah. You know, it's an inter. Well, there is because interdependence, but okay. it's not independent. Sets up that. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'd love a. I'd love to live within a community. Yeah. Where I get that. You know where it's everyone's aligned. Mm. You you know you have similar beliefs. And then you can establish roles within it yeah. and. An, an amazing community with amazing family and friends which yeah. then would be the appropriate environment to probably raise more kids yeah, but then yeah. we have to look at sustainability as an example yeah you know some a very wise friend said recently you know this thing about sustainability and i'm going to interview sustainability experts on my run yeah. is that i was looking at different um apparel like what what company should i go to and lululemon yeah. gave me some kit and and whenever I mention Lululemon and I talk about sustainability, people are like, well, I'm not too sure about that. And I said, well, they, they still have a sustainability model, you know. And my friend said, well, this is the thing about sustainability. You no, know, if you if you don't want to make an impact, yeah. don't have a business. Yeah, you know, you just, it's true. It's we really just, hard. We have an impact just by being here. Yeah. We have an impact now, right? Yeah. That's, that's what we're doing. We've got the lights on in here, yeah. right? We've got electricity going. Yeah. Just the very fact we're here now... Yeah 
it's an impact mm. so in terms of sustainability mm. and the environment so there is this part of me is like well should we really be bringing more kids into the world right now mm. on that model mm. you know so i guess that's that's yeah, yeah. some that's another conversation yeah, somewhere yeah. else I get but that. I get that. that's where i feel just in terms of impact that we're having on the world but yeah in that same conversation, because they're an 80 wild, connected, empowered beings, mm. they might have the solution. Yeah. Because we don't, right? Yeah. As Greta Thunberg is proving out, right? Yeah. To us. She proving to us. I think she's on the boat right now, isn't she? She's yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a young 16 year old. And there were people 16 years ago saying, no, I don't think you should bring more kids into this world yeah. because the environment and because of sustainability. Yeah, yeah. I had someone jump on my stories, that, that very same thing. How, how can you even consider having another child? Like this, really terrible message. Yeah. Do you get? Did you get these kind of weird messages from people? Do you get people saying yeah. you're too extreme or no, not that. you're weird? Like no? no. But I had one the other day um, when a woman said, um, "I love all the barefoot stuff you're doing and all the awareness you're raising for sustainability in the environment." But can we please have more images with your top on, <laughs> just for <laughs> just for yeah, equality I- reasons? <laughs> And I was like, equality, but I've got to wear a top because what? What do you mean? And it was like because of in, you know on Instagram, I'm not allowed to not have my top on mm. because of the, because of the laws or something, or they, well, they get banned, or well, do you just have to put stickers on your nipples oh, and yeah, you'd be okay? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know that why should I wear more clothes? But just because yeah. you can't wear more clothes, I mean, it's, it was yeah. it was a little bit absurd. I felt, okay. and you can't base an uh, an equality model through Instagram, yeah. right? It's just not possible. Yeah. Otherwise, what would we? What kind of worms would we open yeah. up there? We wouldn't have Instagram, would we? Yeah. Because you know? I, I remember in 2017, 2018, your best posts of the year. Do you remember this? You did a grid, and they basically most of them were with you without your top on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was basically Tony Riddle's top post this year. So all the pictures of Tony half naked. People were like 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 ripped. <laughs> but that's how you'll see me. Yeah. I know if I'm running out there now, I'm running with my top off. I'm yeah. just in a pair of shorts or a pair of leggings. Yeah. That's what I go out like. So what, what yeah. I, I say it's very difficult for me to go shot sometimes with my clothes on because I might be with the kids and yeah. I don't want to be doing too much of that. Yeah. And also based just around equality that talking about Bruce Parry is that, you know, to understand equality, it's like everything else. To understand movement, I have to look to nature. If I have to understand sleep, I look to nature. So you want to understand equality, you go to these tribes that are living in that tropical belt and that's equality. They're, they're, there's anarchy, right? There's no leader mm. and they're, and the male and female just... they. they completely aligned with mm. who they are yeah. and they have ceremonies where they come together but they honour each other's independent roles right mm-hmm. which is amazing mm-hmm. and that's equality that's mm. their equality that's how it looks in yeah. nature that there's no tribal leader in those camps right? <coughs> male or female yeah yeah um, I get that and they've all got their top off yeah <laughs> I love that <laughs> I always love it I see pictures of you like just like taking a photo of yourself and I'm just like how like how is Tony that ripped but uh, but it's all this natural movement stuff, isn't it? Do you so before you take a photo? Do you like do you contract your muscles a little bit? Do you like no, breathe I don't, out? I don't. I do all that stuff. I told you, I just just do what I do. Like, there you go. I'm not tensing anything right now. Um, dictator people, victim. Yeah. <laughs> For people listening, I'll go to out of here. Podcast, I'll, I'll leave here with a big belly now. That's, that'll be the laws take of. Take a photo of like, like the, the before and after. Back in so, divinity. So we're coming towards you know the end of the conversation. I just want to make sure we can spend some time on the actual like big big project coming up. Um, so you're running, man. Like you're running barefoot. Like how is this? Because this feels like it's taken a life of its own now. It feels like I remember when you first mentioned. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to do this, this, I think I'm going to run barefoot. This is like a few years back. 
And now it's materialising and it's happening. 1st of September? Yeah, first it says that the initial seed was, yeah, it was a few years ago. And then at Christmas, I think I made a commitment. I'm going to do it. We didn't know we were having another baby at yeah. that point. I'm not sure that would have deterred me anyway. Yeah. But um, I just uh, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run for Nan's Energy on the Groats, but I'm not going to choose to do that. I'm going to create, it will create a platform. Yeah. Because if I say I'm doing it barefoot, butt naked barefoot, yeah. It raises socially extreme eyebrows. Okay. You know, not biologically normal eyebrows, socially extreme eyebrows. People mm. are like, what the? Because yeah. it's perceived as so extreme mm. that it will enable me to create a platform. Mm. And with that platform, again, we can bring around some social change. So it's like, I've done all this amazing physical, social, spiritual work. Mm. I'm this enlightened being. I've reached the top of the pyramid right now. Mm. And what shall I do with it? Okay, let's do this. You know, I feel great. I feel amazing, and we're in a great position in life now. Why don't we go? Why don't we go and do something else? And yeah. I can do it, so I'm going to go and do it. And that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Saturday was a different conversation with myself about that. But <laughs> today, it's back again. You know, it's like, yeah, that's that's yeah. what I wanted to do it for. So the idea is that I'm running for thirty. I'm doing thirty miles a day for thirty consecutive days. Yeah. It's obviously, that's more than a marathon, right? Yeah, so it means I'm running, uh, yeah, marathon's 16.2, so I'm running another 3.8 per day. A marathon's 16.2? No, 26.2, yeah, sorry. Is, that's what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. like half a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> 26.2. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, 26.2. So I got, yeah, I got that. I got yeah. that. So 3.8 is right? 3.8? Yeah, 3.8. Yeah, 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 I've got 3.8 yeah. to do yeah, yeah. each day extra. Yeah. And then, so I probably do, I think it works out, I probably do about 20 miles and then I meet with a sustainable environmental expert or influencer, whoever, and we get the mics out. And What what platform are you into? Well, well, I'm going to do it YouTube. I'm going to do YouTube, IGTV, Instagram Live. So whatever whatever we can get out. And then I have someone joining me who's, who, James, Joyce's name, he's driving and he's also got great media skills so okay. it's going to be recording content so okay. he's doing all this stuff like yeah, yeah. the setting up yeah. so i don't have to because we all know i'm pants at that so um he, he'd be pressing record twice not yeah. me and um i just have to be there with make sure i'm there with the mic yeah. and make sure tony rocks up to be able to do an interview yeah. that day himself yeah. right and and then i sit down we do the interviews and then hopefully james will while i'm then completing the rest of the run yeah. and others are uh encouraged to join me at that point okay. where the interview is yeah and then it creates hopefully a Forrest Gump effect where you can then run with us. Run, Tony, do, run. Yeah, and you can yeah. do the 10 miles, but along with the influence if that's what they okay. want to do. Okay. And then Katarina and the girls are also joining us. Oh, that's nice. So they're going to get to see the whole of the UK at the same okay. time. Oh, that's really cool. I say the whole of the UK. They're going to yeah. see the line that I've yeah. chosen up the UK. <laughs> Because it was only eight hundred and seventy nine miles, but I wanted to do th- I wanted to do a thirty thirty, so yeah. I upped it. So it made I like it that, but you know what? I, I like that because it, 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 there's there's a more compelling, memorable. He's doing thirty miles in thirty days yeah. rather than he's running eight hundred miles. A bit abstract. It's a bit like what? what yeah, does, yeah. How does that represent? Yeah. So this, what I love about this conversation, we're doing it before you start. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you? I'd love to hear what are your intentions. Like, if you had to come back to this podcast and listen to this once you're done, um, what do you want to set up as an intention for yourself? as you go through this process, as you kick off on the first and you go through this journey, what do you want for yourself? Um, health and happiness. Mm. You know, that's, that's all I require, man. Mm. Health and happiness. Okay. What do, you, uh, what do you think you will feel like by the end of it? 
happy and healthy. No. It's <laughs> like, fuck you, Tony. I think as long as... Um, <laughs> exactly. On to the goddamn Christian. <laughs> I think, as you know what, as long as I... As long as, as Mr. Riddle turns up every day... Yeah. And I can, it's not just about me running, you see, I want to also, I have to make sure I turn up every day for those experts because they're turning up for me. So that's what I mean. That's where I really want to go, that I'm happy and healthy and I can sit there behind the mics and make sure it's, I'm, I'm present. I can hold space for the interview and Tony is available for that. Okay. I also, I, 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 you know, I've got to, um, also there's more happening when I get back, you know, we've got a baby on the way yeah. and, you know, I just think health and happiness. And mm-hmm. as long as I can, you know, fulfill the run, make sure I can complete the run. That's the health and the happiness mm-hmm. within it, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, um, I'm going to lose the shoes, man. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that initial stage of my birth and the story and the, being born with a deformity in my feet. Mm. I've just you know what? It's so funny. I was going to ask you, what would the? How old are you when that would happened? Um, born like it, and then I had twelve weeks in plaster cast that had to be changed every week, and then probably I think first up until the age of two, I guess. Yeah, because I was going to say, what would you want to say to your, I guess, two-year-old self now, looking back at that two-year-old, and you say you wanted to give a message. What would you say? Well, that again, that it it didn't happen to you; it happened for you, right? Mm. You know. And you chose that birth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the other thing we need to all look at. Mm. I got to see that in that ceremony. It was like, you know, you, I chose that. Mm-hmm. I chose to come out of the womb a month late. Mm. A month late? <laughs> yeah, so there's no room in the womb, right? It was the ultimate form of adaptation. Ah. So I had to adapt because I was the longest baby on history in Reading Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why I didn't want to come into the world is another story, sure. but you know there was this element of that. That's it. So I, I chose that. I yeah. chose that. I, you know, I wasn't ready to come out in the world. Yeah. So I guess that again, finishing the run will be losing the shoes, letting that go. Yeah, I love that. And and then, you know, and then onwards and upwards. Yeah. To the next. Is there any fear? Is there anything that you apprehend about the the journey? Is there anything that you're kind of like niggling in the back of your mind that you're trying to still address or be with or explore or get curious about? Um. I, I, I think it's more the logistics, Mel. Okay. You know, it's a bit like the podcast situation. Sure. Do you know what I mean? It's just making sure that, again, every when I, when we say we're going to be in a space where there, we're available, okay. that we have a location to record, that we have this going on, that everything's in place, that every time I, yeah. I, I arrive, that that's available. The running side of it, don't want to go too high into dictator yeah. mode, but I, 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 from what I understand of it so far... You get stronger as you go, and there's so many variables there that okay. can change. That you, you know, what are the expectations? I don't, I don't know. Anything could happen along the route. Right? Yeah. So all, all I know is, like, I at this stage in the conversation, no, I have no fears about the physical self. Okay. It's more what would be the things that are outside of that, and yeah. you know what? We have no control over that. So is there fear over that? No, it's not fear. I'd say it's more like there's maybe it's fear of the unknown, even. Mm. You know. Mm. But again, it's more of the variables around the stuff that we're doing, not yeah. the run, the more the logistics. The technical stuff. and Because yeah. that's sometimes, for me, is the stuff that has a habit of breaking. No, I'm not the only one. Yeah. You know, it's particles. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it happens. And so I'm sure everyone's totally aware of that. They're all professionals I'm dealing with. Yeah. And they know what I'm basically about to do, yeah. you know, the challenge of it. 
I think there needs to be a bit of compassion on anyone's everyone's side, right? It's kind well, of we like need compassion. Yeah, right? in general, but like I think it's just like okay, you're going to do your best. They'll do their best, and you know exactly. the rest will be. But it's amazing, man. I'm really excited to see you know how this is going to go about, and you'll be you'll be I guess documenting it or diaring on your Instagram stories and. Or something like that. Like, are you, are you planning? Every day. Okay. So again, um, Tony Riddle on YouTube, you'll yeah. find that at The Natural Lifestyle. Instagram. Yeah. We'll be all over that. Um, we have a map up as well. There's also, through the website, you can join the journey so yeah. you can then see where I'll be. And then if you wanted to join or bring me some food, yeah. um, gl- food? gluten-free, dairy-free, <laughs> sugar-free, um, grain-free. Good luck. So what? Get, get, like a carrot? Does a carrot get yeah. Can you believe that man went 900 miles on carrots? <laughs> That'll be the headlines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, dude. Um, so look, we're coming to the end. First of all, you know, I, I, I genuinely want to acknowledge you, man. I think, you know, it's been a real honor to get to meet you, what, like four years ago or something like that. You came on path. And I remember saying that in the first episode, and I say it today still. You've got this incredible grounded masculine energy, but it's like this kind of um, stillness and safety that you bring but also presence, you know, mm. and I've loved it. And it's been an absolute honor to you get to, to kind of mentor me and coach me through movement. And I'd love to say that I still continue my squats and all this stuff. I don't, but I do keep some of the, keep some of the kind of like the scorpion stretches and doing the squats and my ankle, all that kind of stuff. And it's been amazing to watch you just grow from strength to strength and to see that community that you've created really champion you and support you and kind of going off and, and doing their own thing. And, and I've got no doubt that your book publishing deal is going to come down and it'll be a great deal, whatever that, it's going to be a great deal. Tony Riddle is <laughs> a great friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Bang>. <laughs> no, but it's awesome, dude. And, and also, I think it's really cool that we're both going to have sons in the same year. And, um, you know, that, that's yeah, excited about. It will be amazing. So uh, a few last questions. One of them is, still to this day, what's one thing that most people don't know about you? I mean, you asked me this last time, yeah. didn't you? And I think I got away with not really answering it. So um, what do they not know? Well, first, I just admitted that I was born with a deformity. Um, but maybe I was married before. Yeah. No, you said that in episode 40, yeah. Um, um, I, used to, I used to have a drink problem, drugs, mm. maybe that. Okay. Yeah. No, not, many, not everyone knows that. Yeah. I had an alcohol and drug problem, I guess. Yeah. I was in the army. Yeah. Got put in jail in the army. Um, yeah, man. Just, cool. You know, I like it. I've been bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> I've been broken. Yeah, you've been divorced. You've done it all. Yeah, man. I feel, if you know, yeah. and look, still happy, smiling. <laughs> Do you so know what, what I mean? What's next? I mean, there have been some proper break, bra- yeah. breaking down of that over, yeah. year, over years and years and years. Yeah. So I guess, you know, everyone... I mean, like, there's so many podcasts out there at yeah. the moment of the story, but I, yeah, I guess it's just I've been broken. Yeah. You know, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. It has happened for a reason. Yeah. And so imagine you at the campfire tonight uh, in, in December, you're around the fire, you've got your three daughters, your one son, gathering you around. What do you think is going to be on that list of four things you want to put in the intention for 2020? <sighs> do you know what? This is really, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends with um, Chris Baker, Christopher Baker, and he's one of the guys who runs the We Move podcast, right? Okay, yeah. And we've been buddies hanging out, yeah, doing see, ice baths, and, and they've done some filming with me. And he was discussing something about this guy that had gone off and studied all spiritual practices, mm-hmm. 
everything. There wasn't a thing that he hadn't touched. And he came back with, if he was to basically describe it, what it meant, like this God or whatever it is, how we could get closer to it, what would be the divinity, let's say divinity. Mm -hmm. And he just drew, um, he had a piece of paper and it was completely blank. And he said, if you put one dot on that, you're further away from divinity. Mm. So I'm not going to write a single thing on my paper. This year? This year. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'm just going to keep it completely blank. See what comes. And just um, be the vessel. Yeah. Cool. Final question today. What does being unconventionalist mean to you? It means um, just living the life that's authentic in a way. That's what it means to me. Yeah. It just means... Yeah, because the con- the, again, the conventional is the social norm in a way. It's yeah. what's normalised. And so it means challenge what's been normalised within yourself. And that might mean going into the really depths of the origins of your character, yeah. which would have been formed in those early years. Yeah, zero to six, I remember seven. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I guess going in there and that's that's to understand what it is to be the unconventionalist. Cool, man. I want to plug, you've also... Find who you really are. Yeah, and I want to plug, you've got some online courses that people can go and check out. Is that still going? Yeah, we're all... Okay, let me do this. I'll I'll put it... We do do a Mark LaRousse 50. (laughs) No, we've got to call it the unconventionalist 50, right? Otherwise it makes you sound like you're 50. (laughs) Um, We do the unconventionalist 50, and that'll give you a 50% discount, and that's off a barefoot running tutorial. You don't have to be barefoot, it's just you record yourself barefoot, and then you can wear whatever. Yeah. You learn to analyze your own movement, yeah. a 10 step program, and you get to reanalyze it. And then that gives you all the things that you need to become efficient yeah. and injury proof as yeah. a runner. Then there's a squat tutorial, which is yeah. a six week program how to rewild your squat and get yeah, back to ground great. living. And then there's a rewild your feet program as mm. well, which would be about how you return your feet back from, from compromised um, shoe shaped feet yeah. into more natural yeah. feet shaped feet. Appreciate and that. they are the foundation of it all, baby. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I want to finish off with this, because this is a perfect example, which is the growth. I remember a few years back, we were like, we kept on talking about this online program. You're like, I'm on it, man. I know I've just got so much going on. And, and eventually, you my yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept on saying, when are you going to do that program? He said, it's happening. We've got the video guy. We've got, it's all happening. And then now it's just. Yeah, but what did you say? I forgot, man. You said, I'm thinking it's basically like what I'd give you homework. Yeah. And, and you'd say, what would you say to me if that was me? And it's a bit like my yes. friend Jamie Lorenz yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. would you say to me if it's me? And it really gets me that. Yeah. It's like my friend Elsie. I'll just yeah. go, just finish yeah. it. So Elsie, a friend of ours, they live right by the men's pond, okay. Highgate. So yeah, they yeah. look out to the pond, they look up at the hill. Yeah. And, you know, it's very, very successful. And he said to me, um, we were discussing all this stuff on Lifestyle. And then he just said... How are your finances right now? And, it, and I was like, yeah, they're all right. Catherine, how are our finances right now? She said, they're the best they've ever been. And he said, how's your saving? How are you getting on saving? And I said, well, I'd save, I accumulate, and then I you know, accumulate, speculate. So I said, it's just growing. Mm. And he said, no, no, how are your savings? And I said, oh, they could always be better. He said, just use this. And it was like this money box app or mm. whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to doing it. And he said... Imagine that was me, yeah. what you'd say to me. And again, it gets me every time. So as I'm, as I just now started it immediately. I just started yeah. it immediately. Yeah. Good man. You know? Tony, I love you, brother. It's good to have you back on the show. And no doubt you'll be back again. <laughs> if you get pregnant, <laughs> Katrina's pregnant again. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> for the next round. But good luck on the run. Thanks, man. Keep us posted. And when you're back towards London, you know, I might just come and join you with my broken knees and, and come and have a little run with you. That'd be Thanks, awesome. Man. Thanks for the experience. Beautiful. Always. Boom. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. Tony's just such an incredible uh, human. I love having Tony in my life because he brings so much awareness and experiences and just gives me a different perspective on everything. And I've really appreciated having him in my life as a friend, as a mentor. And I'm really grateful that I was a student in, in movement for, for almost a year where he helped me with my movement patterns and trying to get me realigned and so forth. And if you want to go and support him, go and do that, please. You can check him out on Instagram under the Natural Lifestylists. And you can go and support some of the charities that he's supporting for his epic journey of running across Britain 30 miles over 30 days. He would love and appreciate any support you'd like to give him some messages. Send him a DM. I'm sure he'll really appreciate it. And of course, if you want to launch your very own podcast, please join me on the 20th of September, 2019 here in London. Where I'll be teaching you everything I've learned over the last four years of growing launching planning the unconventionalist and i've had some incredible students graduate from my program launching their very own shows and becoming top of itunes within the first three days in three different categories uh, jason graystone got thirty-five thousand unique downloads in three months you can go and check out his video testimonial it'll be linked in the show notes below and you can get your tickets with 10 percent discount code using podcast tribe that's podcast tribe in lower caps by using the link in the description below they have it, folks. That was another powerful conversation. We're going to be approaching the end of season 13. We've got two more episodes lined up. And then we'll be taking a break until we hit season 14 in October. That is so exciting. There's so much cool stuff happening. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for posting this on your social media. Thanks for tagging me at Mark LaRouche every time I love seeing your posts, whether that's putting them on your Insta stories or whether that's putting on your on your social media platforms. I appreciate you. You matter and go out there and have a bigger impact. The world needs you.